And this is different than anything, any clinic around. Workouts that are tailored for her, and that really makes a difference. Really personal. I've gotten way more mobile, stronger, flexible. So everything just improves me to the next level. Welcome to the On Cue Performance Therapy Podcast, where we push sports performance and physical therapy to its apex. We change the game by bringing together the brightest minds in the field to offer best practices and question how things are done today. I'm your host, Mike Quintins, physical therapist and expert in sports orthopedics. I'm living my dream and opened a clinic that unites all elements of sports medicine under one roof to drive recovery and performance outcomes. Hey, what's up? This is Mike Quintins, and I'm the host of On Cue Performance. And I'm here today with Brian Jerva, physical therapist at PTW Physical Therapy in Newtown Square. And today we're talking about golf analytics and performance. Thanks for having me, Mike. Appreciate yeah. it. Thanks for joining us, Brian. So uh, you've been at PTW, Newtown Square now, for uh, about six months, not more than that, about eight months. And uh, tell me your thoughts. How's it going? It's really refreshing to be here. Um, I was a manager at a pretty busy clinic for, oh, 12 years or so, and I just kind of got burned out of the whole situation and took a step back to figure out what it was I really enjoyed doing at work. And PTW kind of offered those things to me. Working with athletes, working with golfers really makes me excited, and I'm really happy I get to do that here. That's awesome. And so what resources have you found that you can use at this, at PTW Physical Therapy? Well, I've drawn from a few different things. Um, TPI is a big one. Um, as I get more into the golf world and the medical side of the golf world, um, TPI has been a big leader for me. TPI is Titleist Performance Institute. All right, so what is unique about, about TPI? Because I've heard a lot about it. I've actually um, taken the first course. I want to take the second and the third, but I want to know more about you know the second and the third round. And just for all you listeners out there, the Titleist Performance Institute, and correct me if I'm wrong, Brian, is uh, an institute sponsored by Titleist, obviously, that puts together uh, assessments and treatment approaches, whether it's for physical therapists, chiropractors, trainers, coaches, golf pros. Um, so tell me about your experience with them and, and what two and three are like. Yeah, they, uh, they formed this organization back in 2003. And initially, it was more just research. They analyzed golfers of all different levels, from tour players to like your everyday weekend warrior. Um, so they collected this giant swath of data. But then it was about what do we do with it? How can we make this valuable? Um, and what they did was they found patterns um, from the data, and they were able to create what they call a body swing connection, which tells us what your body can do is going to help us guide you to figure out what your most efficient swing is. Okay? Their main motto is that they don't believe in one way to swing a club. They believe in an infinite number of swing styles, but they do believe there is one efficient way for every player to swing. And that swing is based on what that player can physically do. So the TPI screen 
that's really where my bread and butter is as a physical therapist. That's the foundation, right? I mean, it, that's what you learn in TPI one, and they hammer it to you. I remember the course I took it a, a couple of years ago, and they hammer the screening. You have to be able to do the screening fifteen minutes, and you have to be able to address all of those things that they want to address. I think it's sixteen tests. Is that right? Yeah. Okay. And so um, I'm going to take one step back here now. Uh, Greg Rose is involved with this. Which is, which is pretty cool. And what's cool about Greg Rose, uh, for some of you uh, performance uh, listeners out there, is that he's involved with FMS and movement screenings. Uh, so, if, correct me if I'm wrong, we're combining the two worlds of movement screenings and sports performance. And yeah, it's, it's a movement, movement screen specific to the golfer. Um, so they're using those Grey Cook foundations of SFMA and FMS and applying it towards the golfer. And FMS, uh, for you who, for you listeners out there who, that don't know, FMS is the functional movement screening. It's been around for years now, and it's a series of, I think, seven to eight movements. I know you're certified in it, and it's helped. It, the purpose of it is to identify these deficits, uh, and it's, it's the purpose is to prevent injury, right? Or predict risk of injury. This is taking the next step. You're talking about performance with these swing characteristics, yes, right? Yes. That's awesome. So, so you, now you have this tool, this, you know, this tool set. <laughs> How have you been able to use it? I know you're kind of like starting this, this new thing in, in Newtown Square now at, at our clinic. Uh, we have a simulator. Uh, we have all these toys now. It's a huge reason I came here was to be able to tackle the golf side of things. That was one of the biggest things that excited me about coming here. Um, so what I'm doing now is I'm bringing in the athlete, the golfer, whoever wants to have that assessment. And we'll start with the TPI screen. It's really good for all rotational athletes. It doesn't have to be specific to the golfer. Um, but right now, I'm using it primarily on the golfer. Um, and what I'll do is, I mentioned before, the body swing connection. So I'll figure out what their body is capable of doing and what their physical limitations are. And then there's categories that we can kind of expect to see from their swing based on what their body's capable of doing, okay? And then what we do is we take a look at their swing in 2D using video analysis, and then we look at it again with 3D, video, 3D analysis. Um, and for that, we use something called the K-Vest. All right, that's, I don't want to get too far ahead okay. here. The K-Vest is a whole other animal. Um, I mean, it's, it, talk about cutting edge research. It's, it's, it's awesome. Uh, it's a 3D analytics on um, a rotational movement where you're looking at, well, I don't want to get ahead of myself, but so back to the TPI screening yeah. briefly, you assess movements, upper body, lower body, wrist, uh, thoracic spine, uh, hips, ankles, all of it, balance, the whole nine yards, and you're assessing the difference between a deficit or limitation in stability versus mobility. And it's not, I mean, you could do, you could apply those tests to anybody really in any sport it's not yep. just golf and that's what i like about it the most personally i can apply i can do those same tests on any person that walks in the door to identify asymmetries yeah so the tpi screen specifically just kind of tells me what they can and cannot do the sfma is where i get into the mobility versus stability component where i can break it down and determine what is it that they need specifically that i can help them with so that they can swing in a more efficient manner so that they can hit the ball 10, 20, 30 yards further down the fairway. Yeah, so, so the SFMA is just going to help you um, dive into what specific 
things that they need to address, right? Like what, what is the source of the problem, which is pretty cool. That's again, that's, that's another certification that Brian has, uh, that makes him the elite therapist he is. So, so with the screening, you've identified the deficits. How do you correlate the deficits to the swing? Yeah. So I do the screen, I do the 2d and I do the 3d and then I compare those screens to those swing analyses. Okay. And pretty much every time, what the screen is predicting is what I'm seeing in front of me, okay? So then we had to figure out what is gonna be the most efficient way for this particular person to swing the club, right? And so I'll choose a few specific exercises or mobilization techniques that I can do with them to try to help them improve their ability to swing it more efficiently. Okay, so let's dive into the 3D analysis. Okay. Uh, and I'm, I'm smiling ear to ear right now. I think that the, the K-Vest, is the difference maker in, in everything we have here. So uh, let's tell the audience what the KVS is. Yeah, so, I mean, three-dimensional analysis. We're putting sensors on the body. There's four sensors, uh, one on the upper back, one on the lower back, one around the waist, and then one on the arm and wrist, okay? And then I'm having you swing. You're gonna swing driver, you're gonna swing a, an iron, and we're gonna, get the data from that swing, okay? And there's just tons of data that's so helpful. Um, the program will help break down the data so it gives me patterns in those swings, it gives me deficits, it gives me swing speeds, all kinds of good stuff that we can use to figure out the best swing for that person. So the, the word I keep, see, I keep seeing with this is kinematic sequencing, right? So that, yeah. those are fancy words for, for what exactly? To me, that's probably the most important thing as far as swing efficiency and being able to generate power in your swing. So, so basically what that means is what order are your body parts moving through space when you're swinging the club, okay? We're looking for a very specific order because when force is generated, it comes from the ground up, okay? So if you're not generating force and transmitting that force through your body appropriately, you're not gonna be able to keep that power all the way through to the golf ball. Use the force, Luke. And so someone like Justin Thomas can hit the ball 300 plus yards, 340 yards, something crazy like that. To hit it your farthest, you really need to have a stable lower body. These, that, how, he weighs 160 pounds. Right. How, how efficient is his swing? Exactly. It's perfect. It's exactly the order that it needs to be. And I think that's the difference here with all of this is that you're able to take whoever, maybe a high school student, right? And if they're able to use that force as efficiently as possible, you can help them generate that kind of power. Yeah, I mean, there's so much possibility here, like bringing in your golf team. Let's do an analysis of your swing at the beginning of the season. Let's figure out where your body is able to do things, where it's not able to do things, and then are you doing it efficiently? So then we could take another look at it mid-season or at the end of the season and see how far you've come throughout the year. All right, so, and so I did this with Brian uh, a couple months ago, no, a month ago now, and uh, printed out this report that was 50 pages long. Hmm. Uh, at least it felt that way. Uh, yeah. So There's tell, a lot of data. So, so you break down this data, you analyze what's going on, and then you offer what exactly? Yeah, I try to weed it out. You know, I have to know who my audience is. You know, if you're a high-level golfer who's been doing this a long time and is just trying to figure out what else can I do to get better, I can give you the whole report and say, here, take this to your golf pro or your swing coach. He'll know what to do with this. Or give me his number and I'll call him. Because this is a team approach. I'm not trying to step on anyone's toes. I want to make sure I'm handling the medical side of things. I'm not a golf coach. I'm not a swing instructor, okay? And that has to be clear right from the get-go. Okay, so I'm in communication with your swing coach or your golf coach 
because I want to be able to talk to them about where your shortcomings may be. I think, see, that's the best part I found about TPI. You walk into a room, there's 99 other people in there, and there's PTs, chiropractors, there's uh, strength and conditioning coaches, there's personal trainers, and there's also golf pros. And so you have this room of all these uh, egos, maybe, a little bit, and, yeah. uh, sure. and everyone has, uh, can step on someone else's toes. And they say that the, all the instructors I had were awesome. Uh, they came out and said it right away, where we all have to stay in our own lane, yeah. You're a PT. You're not a golf coach. You're a PT. You're not a strength conditioning coach, right? Some PTs can do a little bit of both, but you have to pick a lane, right? And then what is best for that that client of yours, right? Right. So I find I think that's awesome, and we're trained now. I'm working with these other professionals, and we actually did it at, at TPI one at least, and you got to go through two and three. Three was in San Diego, which was awesome. Yeah. So um, all right. So you t- so now how does being a PT help you use this data? Yeah, I mean. It's awesome for me because I can draw on my 15 years of experience, what I'm seeing in the clinic, you know, and then I'm able to pick up those patterns much faster using that screen, right? So I can figure out what exactly needs to be addressed using the screen and using the SFMA. Um, it comes with practice. We're talking about practice. Yeah, I think that's that's a difference with you. That makes sense. Now. What skill sets do you offer yourself, and what would you recommend for a PT out there? Uh, what skill sets should they dive into? Yeah, I mean, if it's something you want to get into as a physical therapist, I mean, talk to your manager. See if it's a program that they'd be interested in having you develop there. And if you're going to do it, for me, TPI is the way to go. I mean, that's what got me the most excited. Um, and for the third course, which is the final course, um, you have to go to Oceanside and be at the Institute. It's gorgeous. I mean, 30-something acres. They have three full fairways with realistic holes set up, and they have tour-quality greens and bunkers. Pros go there. I mean, you've got John Rahm and Mickelson that are working with these guys. It's amazing. I want to give a shout-out to Dave Phillips as well as Dr. Greg Rose. Yeah, so, so those are the two founders of TPI, yeah. and it was really cool to have Dave Phillips actually at TPI 1 in Newark, uh, New Jersey. It was awesome. Uh, brilliant mind, Greg Rose is a big functional movement guy. He's a PT um, and has a background in sports performance, uh, so that's awesome. And so San Diego was sweet. Now, my next question for you is then how, can, how long does this screening take, the entire process, and then what's the best way of going, of going through this process? If you were a client, and you walked in the door and you want to you get better, maybe you have some low back pain or some yeah. shoulder pain, whatever it may be. How should you go about this being on the other side of the yeah. table? I mean, you can just start with calling the clinic and saying, hey, this is something I want to do. Can you guys set me up? And I'll block off a 90-minute slot, okay? Um, it usually takes just about that amount of time. Um, we're going to do the screen first. That's a 15, 20-minute process, like you mentioned earlier. Then we do that 2D analysis and 3D analysis, and we just work through that process. And then... For me, the most important thing is how can I help you get better, okay? So that's where I draw on my PT expertise and apply the interventions, the exercises that I can give to you that you can work on. And then maybe you go home and work on them for four weeks. Um, and you come back and we reassess. And I can see when we reassess the differences. I had a guy that improved 20 handicap points. And I don't mean golf handicap. You get a fitness handicap when you get the screen number. But massive improvements just from a four-week period of doing like four exercises. Yeah, that, that, that's a big part of this uh, that I found really interesting is how much objective data you get 
right? You see an improvement in or a change in score for the TPI screening. You see the sequencing. You get a, you're able to offer data on the 2D analysis and the 3D analysis. So you're getting objective data everywhere on how much hip you're using, how much torso you're using, how much arm you're using, et cetera. So I think that's an awesome part of it that you're able to objectify it. How do I avoid heading down into a rabbit hole over, over data with this? Right. Like, so how do I avoid you focusing on something that I really don't need to do? You know, I'm just going to see what's in front of me. So you can tell me anything you want. I'm going to take what I find and try to apply it to the best of my abilities for your specific swing. Simple as that. Right. So I, I think what it comes down to is what do you do different with your swing? Right. What, what is wrong with your swing? We're not going to try and fix something that isn't broke. Right. If something's broken, let's fix it. Would you say yeah. that's fair? Yeah. And again, I'm not a swing coach, but the data speaks for itself. I can literally see it on paper. And that's when I pass it off to your swing coach. I give you the exercises to improve your ability to swing more efficiently. I like it. I think that's awesome. Um, I think a big piece of this should also we should connect the dots on on the case. You down there walk through like a really brief case. All right, so um, I'm taking, uh, I, I come in, I got low back pain, left-sided low back pain, I'm a righty, and uh, I push the ball. It limits my ability to, to get, you know, off the tee box. Uh, low back pain at the end of the round, and uh, I'm sitting at a desk a lot, I'm working from home, so tell me, tell me about what you would expect to find in my screening, um, and don't you know, dive too deep into it, maybe a couple of tests that you would think would be negative, and what swing characteristics you'd see. And then uh, maybe how we would address them. Yeah, I mean, if you're dealing with that kind of low back pain, I'm probably going to recommend you for physical therapy. You know, we'll do the golf screen analysis, but I'm probably going to want to give you a full-blown PT assessment. Let's figure it out on the table. Um, because if you're dealing with pain, it's going to be hard for us to make real good progress with your golf game. I so think I'd start there. That's a, Yeah, well done. I think you... You would have to get a prescription to do that? Generally, depending on your insurance, but in most, most cases, yes. Okay. And so they would come in to see you for the assessment. And what, what other findings would you expect yeah, to see? Yeah, so on I'll the do the assessment. Um, and on the screen, I, you know, things that I'm going to see a lot of are limited hip mobility, um, whether that's internal or external rotation. Um, that's going to affect how you're able to swing. There's a lot of specific swing characteristics I might find. But I mean, I'm just, I don't want to grasp, you know, to me, it's about what am I seeing? So there's a lot of combinations or variations that you can see. So for me to just guess, you know, there's patterns, but there's no point in getting too far into that. Okay. So correct me if I'm wrong. I remember loss of posture being a, a pretty big one for like a bridge test, maybe um, low back pain, not using the glute. So you have the pelvic obliquity with glute that is king. Yep. The power, the stability glutes drive the swing. Absolutely. That was a big one with Tiger Woods. Remember that? Same pain or different well, pain? Well, it's just my, my glutes are shutting off. And then they don't activate. And then hence, you know, it goes in my lower back. So, uh, Not activating the glutes properly when that whole thing was coming out with the low back pain. You had the microdisectomy yeah. and so forth. So, so glutes are king. All right. So glutes and then efficiency with glutes. So um, yeah, talking about, and, about that. Well, and even being able to disassociate your pelvis from your trunk, you know, can you move your pelvis separate from your trunk? Do you have the motor pattern or motor coordination to be able to do something like that? That's so important in golf. If you're moving 
as a unit, you're kind of doing a log roll standing up. It's going to be real hard to create a repeated pattern if you're just real stiff throughout the movement. So with that being said, there is rotation happening, right? So you can move, you can slide forward in your stance. You can be straightening up, losing your posture, and not, not using your glutes. What tests are done? You, I think you mentioned one there, right? But I think there's, there's the bridge, and then there is uh, the glute activation and standing where you're supposed to disassociate that from your upper body. So essentially, you squeeze your glutes in standing without moving your upper body. And that's more so for stability. Are you able to coordinate that? So um, I think those are two big ones in the test that I like always nail first when I'm running someone through it. Um, so how can how can these people get a hold of you? What's what's the best way to get a hold of you, Brian? Um, well, calling the clinic. Um, what's the what's the clinic phone number, Mike? It's six one zero seven two three seven 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 one. Or you can reach out to me at my email address. It's brian.jerva at ivyrehab.com. Or you can get to me on social media. My Instagram handle is brianjerva, B-R-I-A-N-J-E-R-V-A. Or on Facebook at the same. Awesome, Brian. Awesome having you. Uh, excellent first guest for the On Cue Performance podcast. And uh, happy to have you, man. Looking forward to working with you the next couple months. Thanks, man. It's been a blast. Thanks for listening to the On Cue Performance Therapy Podcast. If you like this episode, please subscribe on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. It would mean so much to me if you could leave us a five-star review so more listeners like you could get this important information. See you next time. Mm-hmm.